Hello, this is Ayush from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, September 24th and 86,508 people tested positive for COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. However, out of the total, over 46 lakh people have recovered from the disease, pushing the national recovery rate to 81.5%. The country also recorded as many as 1129 deaths in the last 24 hours. which pushed the number of fatalities to 91000 however the fatality rate further dropped to 1.59% today at present there are 9.6 lakh active cases in india which comprises 17% of the total case load as per the indian council of medical research or the icmr a cumulative total of 6.7 crore samples have been tested up to september 23rd with 11 lakh samples being tested yesterday Meanwhile the condition of Delhi Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia who is currently undergoing treatment for COVID-19 is stable. He will undergo another coronavirus test in a couple of days. Sisodia was admitted to Delhi's LNJP hospital yesterday from being under home isolation after he had contracted the infection. Prime Minister Narendra Modi has asked the chief ministers of seven states worst hit by the COVID-19 crisis to make a critical assessment of the one to two day lockdowns. and the adverse impact these have on economic activity modi stressed on the need for states to strengthen their tracking strategy to contain the spread of the novel coronavirus infection the prime minister's video conference was attended by the chief ministers of maharashtra andhra pradesh karnataka uttar pradesh tamil nadu delhi and punjab more than 63% of the country's active covid-19 cases are in these states which also account for 65.5% of the total confirmed cases and 77% of deaths Modi also took up with the states the problem seen in the supply of oxygen to patients in recent weeks. The Prime Minister asked the CMs to hold daily virtual meetings with officials at levels of districts and blocks so that a clear message on containment percolates to the ground level. The government, Modi said, had decided to enhance the utilization of the State Disaster Response Fund or the SDRF to 50% for improving COVID-19 infrastructure. Lessons on Jawaharlal Nehru the Mandal Commission report The 2002 Gujarat riots and writings on caste and marginalization have been dropped from the class 12 state board syllabus in Assam as part of the 30% reduction in view of the pandemic. A list of the sections of the syllabus which were dropped was uploaded on the Assam Higher Secondary Education Council or the AHSCC website recently. Officials said that the sections were chosen after consultation with teachers and subject experts across the state. In political science The omitted sections under the title Politics in India since independence include the first three general elections Nehru's approach to nation building Nehru's foreign policy and the Navnirman movement in Gujarat among others however topics related to the Congress party and its history issues of Kashmir wars with China and Pakistan in 1962 65 and 71 the emergency and the rise of the Janata Dal and the BJP remain The history syllabus for class 12th now no longer includes the kinship caste and class section. In English, a chapter titled Memories of Childhood has been left out. In that students studied parts of autobiographical writings of two women writers, Zitkala Sa, a Native American writer and reformer, and Bama, a Tamil Dalit writer and teacher. Manoranjan Kakati, secretary of the AHSCC, said that the main objective is to reduce the exam stress of the students. of the session 2020 to 2021 due to the pandemic and to prevent learning gaps a delhi court today sent former jnu student umar khalid in judicial custody till october 22nd 
He's under arrest under UAPA charges in a case related to the Northeast Delhi riots in February this year. Khalid was produced before the additional sessions judge Amitabh Rawat through video conferencing after his 10-day police custody expired. His lawyer Tridip Pais asked the court to pass an order to provide in-house security to Khalid since there was a threat that he may be attacked. Pais also asked the court to pass a direction to the jail authorities to allow him to carry his spectacles inside the jail. Khalid also spoke directly to the judge telling him that during his 10-day police custody he did not sign on any papers. He was reading a book that he wants to carry in jail and that he wants to meet his parents before going to Tihar jail. The court has allowed Khalid's parents to meet him, provided they reach on time. According to police, an FIR was registered against Khalid on March 6th based on information provided by an informer to Sub-Inspector Arvind Kumar of the Narcotics Unit of the Crime Branch. As per the FIR, Kumar said that the informer told him that the Northeast Delhi riots in February were part of a premeditated conspiracy allegedly hashed by Khalid, one Danish, and two others associated with different organizations. Umar Khalid was arrested by the Delhi police on September 13th. In late August, I had interviewed him about the police case against him. Khalid had fervently claimed that he was being implicated in a narrative-based investigation and not a fact-based investigation. He also said that soon after his arrest, there will be fake stories about him in the media. You can read this interview on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Umar Khalid on Riot's Probe and His Imminent Arrest. While you're there, also check out my colleague Prateek's report on how the name of one Nagpur-based company cropped up in three incidents of violence in India. It's an intriguing read. Please check out both these reports on our website, and if you like them, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. Please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. The Supreme Court today refused to entertain a plea seeking bail to lawyer and activist Sudha Bhardwaj, an accused in the Elgar Parishar Bhima Koregaon case being probed by the National Investigation Agency, or the NIA. A bench comprising Justices Uday Lalit and Ajay Rastogi dismissed as withdrawn the plea filed by Bhardwaj. Advocate Vrinda Grover, appearing for the petitioner, submitted that the activist has been in jail for over two years and charges have not been framed in the case. She said that nothing has been recovered from Bharadwaj and no incriminating material has been found. She added that her client is suffering from diabetes and other comorbidities. The Apex Court noted that a bail plea is pending in the High Court and asked Bharadwaj to either withdraw it or it will be dismissed by the bench. The plea was then withdrawn. 58-year-old Bharadwaj had earlier approached the Bombay High Court seeking bail, saying that she suffered from chronic conditions such as diabetes and hypertension. The court, however, had noted the submissions made by the NIA and the Maharashtra government that the prison authorities were taking all precautions to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and that they were providing necessary medical care to Bhardwaj for her comorbidities. The case against Sudha Bhardwaj pertains to the Elgar Parishad conclave held in Pune district on December 31st, 2017. It is alleged that speeches made by some activists at the conclave led to violence near the Koregaon Bhima War Memorial in the outskirts of Pune the next day. The Anti-Corruption Bureau, or the ACB, has registered a case of disproportionate assets against a senior police official in Telangana after searches at various locations in the state revealed that he had amassed assets over 70 crore rupees, unknown to his lawful source of income. Officials on the Bureau said that ACP Y Narsimha Reddy acquired these assets by allegedly indulging in corrupt practices and dubious means. The officer is posted in Malkajgiri Division, under Ralcha Konda Police Commissionerate. 
the agency said in a press statement that though the government value of properties owned was found to be about 7.5 crore rupees the local market value is about 70 crore rupees based on a tip off search operations were conducted simultaneously in 25 locations in several districts of telangana and also in ananthapur district of andhra pradesh the search operations are in progress and the case is under investigation former australian cricketer dean jones passed away today after suffering a cardiac arrest he was 59 jones was part of the star sports commentary team and was in biosecure bubble in a mumbai hotel a statement by star sports said that he died of sudden cardiac arrest jones has been an active cricket analyst and was signed up to do commentary for the indian premier league 2020 that is currently underway in uae jones played in 52 test matches in which he scored over 3000 runs jones scored a total of 11 centuries and he was an important member of allen borders australian squad He played 164 ODIs and scored more than 6000 runs which included 7 centuries and 4650s. Now back to homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. This week on our podcast and hafta newslaundry's Abhinandan Sekri and Raman Kripal are joined by Abantika Ghosh, journalist with the print, and Revathi Lal, an independent journalist and author of The Anatomy of Hate. They discuss COVID-19 in India, especially the prospect of a vaccine. Sudarshan TV's hateful show UPSC jihad the arrest of Omar Khalid and the 17000 page charge sheet filed by the Delhi police in the Delhi riots case and a whole lot more here is an audio snippet from the podcast which you can listen to in its entirety on newslaundry.com or on your favorite podcast platform hate crimes yes they are contagious and that contagion has spread much more than the pandemic so we are much more afflicted by anti muslimness than by covid and if you were to do a meter on that i'm sure if there was a way to gauge it we'd have very very shocking numbers that be like 90 90% of our, our population afflicted by that but what i uh, also found was three things firstly that these ideas and views are set in motion at various levels and it's not one thing it's many things so for one person it could be coming from a background where your own identity is weak your sense of self is very poor and you're looking to lean on a larger narrative and that larger narrative that presents itself in the absence of anything else happens to be hindutva and so you lean on that and you instead of being pummeled by the uh, muslims who tend to group easier in the village around you now have the arm of the bajrang dal the vhp and their allied gundas to be able to fight back so you get real money muscle power political and social status immediately by joining this we have to be able to imagine what that life is like before we diss it uh, we have we can't sit in our own comfortable cocoons and say how dare they live like that well we we are not living in the kind of squalor the kind of uh emasculation that they live with so we need to first feel our way through that before we point fingers at them that's all the news we have for you today have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hold up. 